Welcome to the Configure It Done podcast. The Configure It Done podcast is a place where successful thought leaders in the SAP space come to share their leadership styles, their tips, and their unique stories on how to run successful large-scale SAP programs. Listen to the podcast to learn from their successes, their failures, their career stories, and their inspirations. This podcast is in partnership with the Black Dog Institute, who aim to create a mentally healthier world for everyone. If you wish to support the cause, please donate via the link below. Season 5, Episode 3 of the Configure It Down podcast. Just saying, just then, I cannot believe we're, uh, we're nearly halfway through the fifth fifth series. It's unbelievable. But i um, got my colleague Bethany flown in from Melbourne. Nice to be here. It's good, good. And uh, you've invited a guest today. So this is Aidan Brecknell, who is the COO of SUSE. Good morning. Nice to meet you. Yeah. All right. So um, how will you normally start the, uh, the podcast, Aidan? Um, I'm going to ask Bethany to uh, ask some quick fire questions. Okay. So, so for those of you at home that don't know Aidan, you're going to get to know him a bit now. So over to you, Bethany, if you want to fire away with the quick fire questions. Perfect. Right. There's only a few of them. Full name. Do we want middle names? Full name. Okay. Middle name, everything. Okay. So full name, Aidan Grant Brecknell. Okay. Perfect. And do you have a nickname? I do. It's AB. Perfect. And where are you from originally? Uh, from Brisbane. I didn't know that. There you go. Yeah, Brisbane, Australia. Yep. And how how long have you been in Australia? I'm assuming the answer is your whole life. I mean, look, <laughs> my whole life. I, I, I did uh, I did work and live in California for a little while, but uh, but but yeah, primarily Australia. That's did you home. enjoy California? Loved it. Loved Very it. different. Um, and where are you currently working? So I'm working for a company called SUSE, S-U-S-E, because we get asked a lot. How do you say the name? How's it spelled? But uh, it did struggle at yeah, first. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's actually a YouTube video on uh, on how to say the name. So yeah, Susa. I'm grateful for that. Actually, um, favorite music or film? <sighs> favorite music or film? Look, um, I mean, I mean, this is a weird one, but I think my favorite film is The Castle. It's very Australian. Very Australian. Have you seen? You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it yet, have you? Is that? Oh, is that the? Um, it's got an Australian family and they have yeah. their house is going to be knocked down to make way for Correct. an airport. I yep. have seen it. Yep. Have you? I thought you were pretending. It's actually a really funny film. So no, it's definitely one of my favorites. Yep. I'm going to not pretend as yeah. I haven't watched it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. My husband showed me when I first moved here. He was like, oh, this is like a classic Australian film. <laughs> it's okay. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> Only Australians understand it. That's, that's the problem. I know it is. Um, favorite restaurant? Um, Cafe Sydney. I went, I went, I went, yeah, I went, I went there again recently and um, it, it's just an amazing view. I mean, the food's good too, but it's just, yeah, it's just a special place. We was there last yeah. week, I think yeah. it was, Andrew, yeah, two yeah. weeks ago yeah, for an incentive. It is, yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah, it's the view's surprise. unbelievable. Yeah. I, I didn't fly out for that one because we had the, the SAP event happening, so I skipped it and I was... Yeah, I was really out. jealous. I was very jealous. <laughs> um, favorite destination? <sighs> favorite destination. So, I mean, this is this is not that exciting, but but in all honesty, my favorite destination I think is Fraser Island. I go there probably once a year at least, and I think the thing I love about it is it's an island, but there is no there is no phone reception, mm-hmm. right? So I can, I can go to this island, turn my phone off, turn the email off, and you know completely disconnect. I would imagine you would need that once in a while. Yeah, um, if you could describe your management style in one word, what would it be? I think probably pragmatic is what kind of comes to mind. Interesting. Um, and the reason I say that is I think, you know, as leaders in the business, we, we often have to make a lot of decisions, obviously. Um, 
and I, I tend to try and make those decisions fairly, but but probably more based on you know the the data, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, ra- rather than the emotions of it all. So, yeah, I, th- I think I try to be you know pragmatic and in, in, you know in most of the things I do, you know, in a, in, in a fair way. Yeah, really interesting. I like it. Um, bucket list thing to do. Yeah, so I'm I'm terrified of heights. Um, me, so me, both. <clears throat> yeah, and me. <laughs> I don't I don't like them. So my bucket list item I think is yeah I'd jump out of a plane with with a parachute. But but uh, bungee jumping? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know if I could do it. Apparently, bungee jump is worse than skydiving. Yeah, because you get the the, the yeah. ground rush. Yeah, yeah, you get yanked all the way back up. I think yeah, that'd be terrifying. Me. Yeah, I think I'd do it. But uh, you'd have to be shoved the out the plane. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Um, if you weren't currently at SUSE and in the SAP ecosystem, what would you be doing instead? Can we assume I have money? Like I don't need to make a certain. We'll go with that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Look, I think I think I would just travel. Honestly. I would, I would just travel. Yep. So no work, no nothing, travel. I, I would travel and I'd probably look at something I could volunteer for that I actually felt, you know, felt fairly strongly about. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's what I'd do. Assuming. That you had the money. I don't still owe the bank lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do. <laughs> yeah. um, and last one, fun fact about yourself. Well, I got, I got into a uh, sport uh, called surfboat rowing and uh, rode competitively for that. And uh, as part of that, uh, qualified as a, as a surf lifesaver. So, yeah, that's what. Wasn't there a surfing event recently? And what definitely wasn't me. Che? Yeah, it was. Oh, that was Che. Was che. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. there you go. I was looking at you like you'd understand <laughs> some of the lingo, but yeah. no. Me and surf, I've tried it once and uh, I had all the gear, full wetsuit, and no idea. surfboard, and literally felt like I'd been in a ring with Mike Tyson. It was, um, yeah, it was terrible. It takes a lot of balance. It's exhausting. I've only done it once and I... Absolutely not. Yeah. Never again. No, it's, a, it's a fun sport. Excellent. All right, Aiden. Well, um, that was brilliant. Good to, uh, yeah. to get to know you a little bit better. Um, I want to jump into your, your career um, first mm-hmm. and foremost. Now, Bethany told me the other day that you're still very, very young. You're 36 and you're in obviously a C-suite um, position, which is very, very impressive at that, um, at that young age. Um, was this something that you kind of planned or did it organically happen? I think it was always an objective, but not necessarily planned. I think, um, and, you know, Bethany, you and I have spoken about this before, actually. I think as, as I've gotten into, you know, organizations, you know, and, and as, you, as, you, as you both know, spent, you know, five or so years at, at SAP, regardless of whatever the title was, I sort of knew pretty early on that I wanted to be in a position where I could influence the outcome of, of, of the business. And so, look, you can, you can absolutely do that to a certain extent in you know in in other roles but i think for me getting to you know whether it be a c-suite or you know a leadership role it was just the ability to you know make and influence decisions that could um have the biggest impact so that's 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 sort of what's motivated me where'd that drive come from though what what makes you want want that yeah yeah i think look i think a lot of it comes back to my my family actually so my my family have always run and owned an engineering company okay. uh, up in brisbane so you know they've had their business now for you know, 40 40 40 plus years and i think it's been interesting to watch to watch them do that and i worked for that business for a, for a, for, a, for a period as well and i think that's that's motivated me a lot and particularly see my parents the you know the kind of the discipline the way they've managed um you know the economic cycles as, as they've kind, kind of gone up and down that's yeah it's been a massive motivation of mine sure how did your parents get into into that look i don't, I don't know i think look they they, <laughs> they um 
you know, my, my father's a you know, mechanical engineer and um, I think, you know, most of my family, extended family, you know, have, have sort of owned and run, run businesses. You know, I sort of decided to, to break away from that and you know, sort of do my own thing. But, um, but yeah, def, definitely. The, the principles would still be there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think for me, I've, I've tried to take the small business kind of mindset into, into whatever I, I sort of do. And, and I suppose what I mean by that is when you own a small to medium business, you know, every decision you make, particularly on, you know, whether you spend or, you know, suppliers or staff, whatever that, they, they can have a huge impact. And I think you, you know, when you work for bigger organizations, sometimes you can, you can not sort of treat that money like it's your own. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll, I'll sort of try to take those principles if you, if you look at it that way and, you know, as much as possible apply them to, you know, whatever role I'm in. Love that. Really interesting. Um, so that gets us to today. Mm-hmm. So what drew you to SUSE specifically? I mean, SUSE, as you know, look, we, you know, we, we have a tremendous partnership with SAP and, uh, and I was working for uh, SAP, SAP at the time. SUSE listed maybe a year and a half ago, sort of, sort of give or take, and just in a really interesting phase as, as a business. An opportunity came up um, as a COO to, to kind of take um, some pretty significant investment and, uh, you know, a sort of three to five year growth program and, and, and really, you know, lead and drive that. So, um, for me, it was yeah, it was just an awesome opportunity, you know, big challenge, lots to do, but, um, yeah, for me, it felt right. And it's, um, it's been an awesome decision. What are the differences between working for the mothership <clears throat> SAP and, and a company like SUSE? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, there's a lot of differences. We're obviously a much smaller business. It typically means that we're wearing lots of different hats. Mm. Right? So I think if you come into a business like SUSE um, and you aren't willing to, you know, sort of be humble, you know, roll up your sleeves and be willing to really do, you know, whatever it takes in any, any job to, to, to see the business successful, um, it's, it's, it's not going to be the place for you. Not to say there's not, you know, people at SAP that do that, but yeah, there's just there's just a lot more people. There's a lot more resources. So we're, we're just at a, at a different stage of the business. And I think that's, that's probably, the, probably the biggest difference. And I can see where your background that you spoke about before with, with understanding how to wear a lot of different hats and, and run sort of a smaller business would apply yeah. really well yeah. to your current role. Yeah, definitely. Really definitely. interesting. The question that we've asked previous guests as well is um, about around success. Mm. Obviously, everyone has a different definition of success, but how would you define um, success? Funnily enough, I mean, we just spoke about this, didn't mm. we? Um, so, so I think my view on success has changed pretty significantly over the last sort of sort of decade or so i think particularly as, as guys you know in our 20s i think you know for me at least i was i was incredibly career focused not mm-hmm. to say stop i'm still very career focused but um i probably wasn't as balanced right and so I've, I've sort of i haven't got this perfect yet but the way i look at my life is i've got different buckets i try to be self-aware enough where if maybe i'm investing too much into one bucket leaving some others dry mm-hmm. And so for me, success is is probably just having some decent balance, right, across, you know, the career stuff, the personal stuff, you know, the the kind of self-care stuff. That 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 to me is um, if I was to look back in ten years' time, you know, if I if I'd managed to get that at least close, I, I think that for me would be success. Yeah. I've never I've never heard that before. That's really good, that kind of bucket analogy. Yeah, I really like that. That's something we can probably apply really well with the team actually, because 
it's funny we're very like anti-hustle culture now I've noticed but I think there's a time and a place for it like there are points in your career where you have to hustle and work really really hard and sometimes you end up a little bit burnt out but as long as you can get yourself to a place where you can learn to balance it better yeah then you're gold yeah yeah I think look I think it's a self-awareness thing but also I've, I've been fortunate to have a lot of really good mentors throughout my throughout my career as well and and in life and I you know try you know wherever I can to have the opportunity to do that for others as well. And having those good mentors that can be really, really honest, really upfront and, and where maybe you are out of balance, right? Because we all are at times, you know, be willing to point that out. So I feel like I can learn a, a lot from you, uh, Aiden, especially with that perspective piece. Like, was there a significant moment where you you change from being 100% career to more, okay, there's there's four or five different buckets here where... Yeah, yeah. Is there a significant moment? Or? I don't think there's a significant moment. I think, I think, look, I think for guys, like, it's probably an age thing, right? I, I think, um, you know, we talked about this as well. I think maybe we we don't necessarily grow up until we're maybe thirty, right? Is that, is that, is that a fair <laughs> saying? Nothing. A fair, fair, fair assessment. But, yeah, I'm still, but, I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, look, I don't think it was a, is a significant event. But I just think, um, you know, as, as you get older and you have, you have life experiences and, um, and and those sorts of things, and you know, you meet different people. I think um, it, it just probably gives you a little bit more, you know, kind of perspective and balance. So I said, look, I, I haven't got that right yet, but um, it's just it's a, it's a it's a focus of mine. And it, and it takes a while anyway. I think with anything new that you learn, it's always going to be, have you seen those graphs about like success and how we think it's like this, but mm -hmm. really it's up and down. I think it's the same with learning how to balance. Like you mm -hmm. have days where you're really out of balance and you burn yourself out. And as long as you can bring yourself back into balance, it's fine. Yeah. As long as you can recognize it. Um, so what keeps you performing at your peak? Like are there, um, are there courses that you take? Is it checking with mentors? Like, what is it that helps you to really stay at your peak? Look, I'm not always my, at my peak, so that's, Fair. <laughs> that's the first one. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I think I think for me, um, probably always been and, and become even more so more ritualistic because for me there are days and probably like other like days where I don't, I'm not necessarily feeling that disciplined or I'm not, you know. Um, you know, you may not have the motivation. You could be tired, burnout, whatever, right? So, so for me, I've tried to be very ritualistic in my day and kind of what I do. And they're kind of like, I suppose, a few, a few things that that I've just got locked in my calendar now that I do. I, I sort of spend first thirty minutes of my day just trying to learn something new, and, and it may not even be work stuff. It could just be, you know, whatever. It, it, it just just something that could be a you know a, a topic of interest. And that's the reason I do that is it it just helps me to keep myself probably mentally sharp. Mm. Um, just, just, just you know, learning something a, a, a little bit different. Um, exercise has been a massive, massive part of my life. Um, I, I basically put that in the calendar now, and and I find that if I go a day or two without doing something, I'm I'm not the best version of me. Yeah. So. When it's something that you really highly value, you have to put aside the time for it, or you won't feel like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so look, that's that's been a you know a, a big thing for me, and um. And I prioritize it, you know, so it's got to be something really, really important. Um, otherwise, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to follow through with that. I think um, the other, you know, the other, the other two things, one is, um, look, you know, typically during the week, I, I try to just not drink. Mm -hmm. that, that for me has just been a, like a, a recipe that's kind of worked for me. I mean, look, you know, we all have functions and those sorts of things. But um, for me, that's just been something that's worked for me to, you know, through those weeks that are really busy to, to just, just, just try and do that. And the, the, the last one is, um, I actually try not to work weekends. That's, that's kind of, um, the buckets, 
Yeah, it's it's to do with the buckets. <laughs> it is to do with the buckets because I just I, I used to do it a lot. I used to work a lot of weekends, and look, I still do from from time to time. But for me, I, I just need that reset, and I find that I go into Monday, you know, feeling better, sharper. You know, not always, but 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 most of the time. Yeah. That's something we try to do. I'm really bad at that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, just just on that point, one of my favorite books is that Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've um, no, love yeah, that James book. Clear, and um, it just seems like you've got a lot of good habits like with the the exercise and learning something new every every day. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely read read that book. You'll, you'll get a lot from that. It's brilliant. And the learning something new actually, I, I don't know how I came across it. It was this um, article I read about. It was actually about second languages, and it was about you know, if you do, if you learn something new, whether it be a second language or, or something else, the effects in the brain in terms of avoiding, you know, you know Alzheimer's and, and, and those sorts of things, are, they're massive, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of been the driver for me to, you know, try and you know, keep myself in check. I also think it leads to a lot more interesting conversation if you have something new to add, because it's like if, if every conversation you have is just about sort of low hanging fruit, it's really hard to deepen relationships with people, including in business. <clears throat> Yeah, yep. something to default back to if you've learned something new that day. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Well, um, I understand you've got a sales, um, sales background. Yep. Um, now, obviously, we know that sales is the number one skill set in demand. What advice do you have to SAP consultants? Um, yeah, around around sales. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, look, sale. I mean, sales is you know, no matter what your role is, you're 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 selling something, right? Regardless of you, if you, if you're labelled a salesperson or not. If I look at my background at SAP, and there are a lot of really talented consultants at um, at SAP and, and in the, and in the you know broader ecosystem, I think some of the some of those individuals that I saw that were really successful, they made a they're very purposeful in somehow getting that that kind of sales experience. And mm. some of the ways that I've seen work is one, um, some of them actually stepped out of just that pure consulting, and actually went into more of a services sales role. Right. For, for a little while just to try and you know kind of hone those 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 abilities i have seen others that have um you know still done their day-to-day consulting job but they've actually uh you know through the business taken the opportunity to you know uh, form part of you know sales and pre-sales cycles so they kind of really understand you know you know what's being sold you know how it's sold you know all, all, all those sorts of things and i think most businesses particularly sap i mean you know they are you know, my experience is that, you know, if, if you put yourself forward and say, hey, this is a, a skill set or a gap for me and I'd really like to, you know, find some ways to, 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 to fill that, mm-hmm. they're going to help. So that'd, yeah, that'd be, that'd be my, my advice. Sure. We've kind of entered into this new era yeah. where it's like uh, to get to the next level in your career, you kind of need to be able to, to sell your skill set quite well and have a personal yeah. brand. We're really big on personal branding here. And mm. I think if you're able to go into sales, even for a short amount of time, yeah. it massively builds your skill set for, for your next role. Well, long gone are the days of the, the techie sitting in the corner just doing yeah. you know, their, their work. It's definitely more um, yeah, business focused and taking the business on the journey. And- yeah, that's what we keep hearing is I need like an ABAP developer, but they need to be able to speak to the business. They need to be able to understand requirements. Yeah. They need to be able to influence. And yeah. it's rare that we get roles where that's not in demand anymore. Yeah. And I look. I think it's up to leaders as well to create those opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, because That's I think true. you know we, we see a lot of leaders of you know say technical or, or delivery teams. And I think you know if you have those people in your team that you know maybe they want to do develop their sales, was maybe they don't don't go and do a sales job. Maybe you just give them the opportunity to be more, more customer facing. 
right? So, so they're you know they're engaging with customers more often and you know doing doing those sorts of things. So that, look, there's a lot of different ways, um, you know, and um, I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's it's a, it's a skill set that's invaluable no matter what the role. Hundred mm. um, percent. So, what's the number one piece of advice you would give to the next generation who wants to build their career generally? So, not just in sales, but generally, generally. in the in the SAP ecosystem. <clears throat> I would say. So a couple of things. I would say understand business, right? And and what I'll elaborate on that a little bit. Um, in my experience at SAP, in particular, but other companies as well, those that were the most successful were the ones that were able to relate to a customer and really understand what they need to move the business forward. Okay, they actually understand business mm-hmm. um and again that was one of my drivers coming from my family's business yeah. right um because i know that you know you can make one or two small changes and you can change the outcome of a business really significantly mm. okay so i think number one is you know find a way to really understand business don't just focus on selling software right because that is you know customers can see it mm. as, as well I think the other thing in, in terms of building your brand and what you want to do, I think if you look at SAP and really any business, I mean, if you have a skill set that can grow the business and you really focus on that, you know, that's going to get noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think um, a lot of folk, to be blunt, I mean, you know, may focus on, you know, playing politics or, you know, all the all these other different things on the fringe whereas you know if you're intently focused on how can i grow my customers business you know within sap because that was example you, you know you, you sort of gave me you know where is the business going what's their strategy what is the skills that i have that can really grow that strategy and also I think just communicate you know I've, I've worked a lot of um individuals highly talented but didn't probably speak out enough mm. right not in an arrogant way but but just to say hey I think I can add value in this area. Mm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So being able to articulate yourself really well, being able to understand holistically how your decisions affect the business. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, too often we've seen that, you know, people leave a business, for example, and saying, oh, look, you know, I wasn't recognized or I wasn't um, promoted. Mm. And, you know, quite often the question asked is, well, what did you do? Mm. Right? Did, did you have that conversation with, your management will put your hand up and say, hey, you know, I'd, I'd love some more responsibility or, hey, I think I've got the skill set that can really help. Greg, a- Greg Savage talks about <laughs> that. Is that what you were thinking of? Well, we had a conversation internally um, uh, the other day because this is a recruitment-related um, related matter, but we're getting a lot of, um, well, the industry's seeing a lot of dropouts and what a dropout is is someone yeah. that signed, signed a contract and um, then decide against it. And... Um, the number one thing we've identified was initial stage of interviewing a, a candidate. We asked them, have you had a conversation with your boss? Yeah. And it might be a pay related matter or it might be a position related matter or a promotion related matter that's yeah. driving them away. And it's like, hang on a minute, basically what you said, what have you done? Um, and that's gonna really yeah, help, I think, moving forward. Yeah, look, there's, there's definitely an, an onus on the individual to, to you know, communicate mm. as well, yeah. 
I think we have to be really careful because the the culture with leadership is changing very much where a lot of the the onus is on leaders to yeah. to help individuals advance their careers and I think that's amazing but but at the same time we can't let the pendulum swing too far the other way like it's also up to the individual to recognize what they want out of their career and to speak up and to upskill in those areas and not yeah. be quiet about it and expect the recognition to be handed to them essentially you've got to take control of your own career and look you know you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a massive onus on leadership. But again, I think on both sides, it comes down to communication, right? Yeah. I mean, as, as leaders, we have to create the environments and the cadence, right, where we have those career, career conversations. I think as a leader, if you don't, then that's kind of on you. Yeah, right? then that's managing, so, not leading. Correct, yeah. correct. Coming towards the end of the, uh, the podcast, yep. um, Aiden, and you mentioned earlier, you've had a lot of good uh, mentors uh, for your career but what I'd love to know is um, who's been the biggest inspiration in, in your career and uh, and why look there's a few I mean look without naming names I mean look I've, I've been very fortunate I've, I've had um, you know a number of mentors that have really you know, from, from a young age kind of kind of taken me under their wing and and, and been I think brutally you know honest with me in, in, in their in their feedback as well um, and if I look back at some of those obviously look all those people i'm good mates with, with with them today again going back to the balance i think the guys that i admire the most are those that have managed to build a really really successful career without you know the rest of their life <laughs> you know sort of falling to pieces or not not the rest of their life but necessarily the other buckets sure, right? sure. and i think um you know and there are a number of them where i look at you know building successful careers you know manage to you know have really good relationships you know in, in other areas of their life you know invest in other areas and, and look for some I don't, I don't know where they get the time in, in the day to actually actually fit it all in but they seem to yeah, yeah. But, but but they kind of seem to so yeah look that, that's that's the biggest inspiration for me is, is is you know those sorts of um you know men and women that are able to you know get that balance but at the same time you know build a build a really successful career Excellent. Aiden, that was absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. A pleasure. Thanks um, for me. I was just saying off air, then I've learned a hell of a lot, especially with that perspective piece. And so, you know, do thank you. And Bethany, it's good to have you yeah. down in Melbourne as well. I know. Down in Sydney, down even. Sydney. <laughs> down in Melbourne. Sydney. Now you have to come to Melbourne next time. That was a Freudian slip because you have to come. Okay. No problem. <laughs> no, thanks, guys. Pleasure.